Welcome to the Soulful Summit Podcast, a journey to your higher self. I'm your host, Haley Peel, a life coach and pharmacist, where I will help you elevate your self-care, reclaim your energy, and align with your true north. We will chat about holistic living, adventure, raising your energetic vibration, and how to connect with your higher self. Let's dive in. life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. I believe in this discomfort and life's obstacles, we can find meaning and experience transformation. Eight years ago, I walked into the Grand Canyon for a 42 mile through hike and 28 hours later emerged with swollen, blistered feet, a broken spirit, and a fear of living adventurously. Ultimately, this experience woke me up and inspired me to run an Ironman, climbed 18,000 feet in the Himalayas and returned to the 42-mile Grand Canyon rim-to-rim-to-rim hike. While I chased the next adventure, I yearned for that feeling of aliveness in daily life. I'm learning that aliveness feeling can be felt every day, not just on a mountaintop. I believe there is an inner adventurer within all of us, and that is why I wanted to create a show called Every Day is an Adventure. This show is about how difficult outdoor experiences cultivate resilience and build inner strength and mindfulness to help us live our best life. It's about how outdoor adventure challenges teach us to overcome obstacles in our daily lives and how they cultivate presence. It's choosing to see these challenges as opportunities and allowing ourselves the space for introspection and transformation. It's finding a balance between stretching ourselves and being content and truly present each day. I want to empower you to awaken your inner adventurer, and every week I will share adventures of my own and others to help you step into your own adventure-inspired life. We'll talk about ways to find that balance of stretching yourself to reach new potential, but also being more present and content every day. This is a space created to encourage and inspire you and to offer actionable tips each week to help you awaken your inner adventurer. My name is Haley Peel, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Haley. Welcome to Every Day is an Adventure. In episode eight, Jessa Majek talks a little bit about finding flow. And I wanted to expand upon that concept in today's mini episode. I hope you find this helpful. Let's get started. So what is flow and why should I care about it? In episode eight, Justin Matajek talks about entering a flow state when he does his long runs. And it got me thinking on how I could achieve that state more in my life. It seems like a basic concept to understand, but potentially elusive to achieve it consistently. So in an attempt to learn more about this elusive state, I read the book Flow by Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, and he's a psychologist, and it was a really good book, so I highly recommend it. And uh, after reading it, I came away with some highlights. So why should anyone care about flow? And 
in the book, what I learned is that flow is really important because it can help us regain control over our mind. Achieving our flow or achieving a flow state helps us master our internal dialogue and consciousness while at the same time responding to our external environment. And I feel like this is a really similar concept to learning to surf the waves of life. So it's like surrendering to the flow of external life while at the same time mastering your internal mindset. Do you ever experience your inner critic taking over control of your mind and your experience? Uh, Sometimes it's, for me, thinking some version of, I'm not good enough, what's wrong with me, it'll never work out, I'll never be successful, something along those lines. We live in a world full of distractions, but sometimes when we're alone, this inner critic can take over. I heard someone recently use the term itty-bitty shitty committee to reference that internal dialogue, and it helps me kind of maybe not take myself so seriously or kind of gives perspective on, I can laugh when some of those negative thoughts start scrolling through my mind. But our, our mind likes to solve problems and it often can focus on something problematic. And so really this itty bitty shitty committee dialogue is a pretty common state. And it can be very difficult to really truly feel joy or, or happiness as our brain can readily focus on what's not going well or what needs to be fixed. And sometimes maybe we avoid it by distracting or numbing ourselves to those uncomfortable feelings. Maybe it's watching Netflix or turning to food or as I reflect back, maybe it's like signing up for a 50-mile race or an Ironman and start scheduling out all those long runs so I don't have to deal with any uncomfortable feelings or emotions. But one of the biggest takeaways from the book Flow is that we all have the power to experience happiness and joy, irregardless of our external circumstances. Uh, I mean, just look at if anybody's read the book Man's Search for Meaning, um, Viktor Frankl's journey in, in this novel, he describes he's, he's able to find joy in a concentration camp. And in Flow, the author gives many examples of achieving flow states in pretty dire, stressful situations. He has several stories of prisoners in solitary confinement, and yet their ability to focus their mindset, focus their energy more towards a flow state is what kept them subjectively free, even though they were a prisoner by all intents and purposes. And he gives other examples of folks that I think a lot of people would consider pretty boring jobs um, by today's terms, uh, one of those being um, a welder. Um, and, you know, these folks, even despite a seemingly boring job, were actually extremely fulfilled and were able to achieve flow states. And when I read and hear stories like this, it always helps give me more perspective when maybe I find myself feeling bored or feeling sorry for myself when my inner critic um, takes over. So what are the elements of flow and how can we shift a bad or neutral situation into a more positive one? 
So in the book, uh, the author talks about nine elements of flow. Uh, The first one being that the activity itself is the reward. And number two is that there are clear goals that are both challenging, but also attainable. So it's challenging enough to keep you interested, hold your interest, but it's not so challenging that it feels overwhelming. Like you feel like you can, you can achieve what is in front of you. Number three is a complete focus on the activity itself. Number four is that you feel like you have some sort of personal control over the situation. And this is my favorite one, but it's like number five is feelings of serenity and loss of self-consciousness. Number six is you get, there is immediate feedback. So you get feedback from the activity or the environment that you're in. And number seven is you experience a lack of awareness of physical needs. So you don't think about, you know, water or if you're hungry or not, you're just totally engrossed in the activity. And number eight is there's a strong concentration, focused attention. And number nine is that you lose track of time. So basically what I took away from this, like, is being in a flow state is feels like riding a wave. It's challenging enough to keep my interests yet not so challenging that I feel overwhelmed and struggle to even get started. I completely lose myself in the task. And what's so cool is that I'm free from my own ego and self-consciousness. So basically, I don't give a shit what, about what anyone else thinks. I'm completely immersed in the task for the pure enjoyment of the experience. And I don't even care so much about the end goal or the end outcome. It's more about the joy and the actual pursuit. And I'm able to receive feedback from my environment or from the activity. And I can adjust and respond as I see fit without judgment. And I allow myself to be in process. So if it's allow myself to be messy, as it were. So I feel this way sometimes when I'm writing and it's, you know, writing what comes to mind without worry of it being perfect. And I allow myself to write that shitty first draft, or maybe it's those 10, those 10 shitty first drafts. So it's, you know, I'm lost in the activity In the book, he talks about like, you're again, you're like lost in the activity, but when the activity is over, you feel a greater sense of self and you're more confident and more empowered and the last time I was in the Grand Canyon hiking that the rim to rim to rim 42 miles, I can say that was a state of flow for me. I, in reflecting back and reading this book, I experienced all of those elements that were described. And I think what I love, one of the things that I love the most about doing that is that all of the mental chatter of my ego or critter brain or itty bitty shitty committee is silent. And I do have feelings of serenity and just free from the burden of self-consciousness or ego. But the more we do activities and and we get better at them, our brain begins to, you know, rewire those neural pathways and these activities can become easier and easier. So it can be more difficult to achieve that flow state. I think an easy way to relate to this is when we start out in a new relationship where everything is fun and new and exciting. But it can eventually turn stale or boring if both people aren't engaged continually, like in rekindling that excitement and that 
flow state that was found at the beginning of the relationship. So in the book, the author says we can find flow in any activity and how even the simplest acts can become enjoyable if we implement the criteria for flow. And he talks about, he talks about five criteria. So you can set, so if you find yourself in uh, maybe a boring situation or a challenging situation, um, these five criteria are set an overall goal and any sub goals that are relevant. Uh, Number two is find ways of measuring your progress to give yourself feedback. Number three is concentrate on what you're doing and keep making finer and finer distinctions and the challenges involved in that activity. And number four is develop skills necessary to tackle opportunities available within the experience and then keep raising the stakes if the activity becomes boring. So in in the book, he gives this example, which was kind of interesting. I may try this out next time. Maybe I'm in a meeting that's boring, but he talks about there's an example of a person, an, an individual who was in academia and he had to attend lots of lectures, not all of which were super exciting. And so he created this um, kind of game with his fingers where he like created this pattern uh, between his right and left hand. And it was kind of a complicated pattern. And he worked on getting more efficient and faster with this particular pattern. Um, so that's just one kind of fun example of a different way. You can kind of something like that you can focus on next time you find yourself sitting in a meeting or a lecture or something that isn't super engaging. But these are just a few different ways that we can improve the quality of our experience. And it's finding that balance where it's you know complex and challenging enough, but where we're not overwhelmed by the task. And it's just, again, creating those chunks of realistic challenges that you can master. In the book, he talks about... Uh, the chances of only good things happening in our life are pretty slim. And I certainly, certainly agree with that. Uh, it's our ability to take those neutral or negative events and turn them into positive ones, which build our resiliency and ultimately improve our quality of life and our ability to bounce back when life inevitably knocks us to the ground. So what is one boring or challenging experience uh, that you may have this week that you can turn into a positive experience using the steps of finding your flow? Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want you to know that I'm here to support you. So if there's a question you have or a way I can support you, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Haley's Comments 310 or connect with me at haleyscomments.org. I'll be sharing episodes twice a week and I'm excited to connect with you. I am also a mindset coach and I have a few spots open for a free discovery call. I help women unlock their highest potential, align with their internal compass, and find their inner strength and calm so they can live their best adventure-inspired life every day. If this resonates, check out the link in the show notes to schedule a free call. I'll talk to you soon. As a busy woman in the corporate world, I experience success in the traditional sense. A good job, a house, friends, and family, my dog Fitzroy, I had a lot to be grateful for, yet something still felt off. I felt like I was just going through the motions without any real sense of purpose or fulfillment. 
I struggled to find work-life balance. I felt like I was always on the go, juggling multiple responsibilities. I had lost touch with who I really am and what truly makes me happy. I was living on autopilot. What do you do if you feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, like you're constantly running on empty? What do you do if you can't seem to switch off and just relax? Even when you do have downtime, your mind is still racing with work and family worries. If you feel this way, you're not alone and this is completely normal. It's why I designed a quiz to help busy, successful career women in their 30s and 40s who feel their life force is being drained, prioritize their self-care, and reclaim their energy by knowing their unique self-care style. When you finish the quiz, you get your tailor-made results sent directly to your inbox. Just click the link in the podcast show notes to take your free quiz to find out what is your unique self-care style.